Hi there, this is Tyler Johnston, a.k.a. Stuart, and you're listening to How Are You Now, the toughest podcast in Letterkenny. Catherine, Caitlin, Katrina, Kathleen, Kay, Kathy, Katie, Kate, Kathy. This one goes out to all the Catherines, Caitlin's, Katrina's, Katrina's, and Katie's. To all the Kathleen's, Kathy's, Cats, Katie's, and Kate's. You know who you are. You make my eyes dilate. Uh, yeah, we, we, we don't have enough songs about just people, and, yeah. and this one is a, a good Katie song. So, well, not uh, only that, it, it kind of almost sounds like a scene right in this episode. It, yeah, it does. It, I mean, it could, it could take place of that, that scene. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I like it. So, and yeah, uh, big shout out to our buds over at uh, Monkey Shorts uh, here in Seattle. So, guys, I hope you're, uh, you're staying safe. Uh, not downtown. Yeah, not downtown at least. So, and stay away from targets. So, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's going to seep in there somewhere. It's so, going to. Uh, so, t- Tiara. What's up? How are you now? Yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be you. fair. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, let's, uh, let's do a little stuff r- real quick. So, yeah. uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, shout out! <laughs> I found out today from uh from our bud uh, Renee that you know he's he is a Patreon at at the at ten dollars. We don't have a tier for that. <laughs> and because so basically, if he wants it, we do it. Well, <laughs> well I mean, we want, first of all, let's give a shout out to SlossonHemp.us, SlossonHemp uh, CBD Farms mm-hmm. uh, that he he uh, he does work for, and, and he. Uh, He's really proud of them and should be. They're a good group. Uh, and uh, check them out, slossonhemp.us. But anyway, he, uh, he's been donating at $10 for a while, but there's no tier for that. Right. And because of that, because there's no tier for it, he can't get to the, to the interviews that we've done. No. <laughs> so, I, I, so I told him that I would I, I would do a. Uh, <laughs> I told him that I would. I said I'll make a I'll make another tier. I don't I don't know what I'll add to it, but he goes, no, don't do that. I'll figure it out. So we'll see. I'll let him do whatever he wants <sighs> to figure out. But if I need to, I'll 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 do a new tier for him. Uh, so I, I don't. Yeah, I've never even been on our Patreon <laughs> to be honest. So I have no idea what's happening in there. But yeah, uh, anybody, if you want to join our Patreon, it's at patreoncom now pod i really um, should <laughs> we uh we, you know we'll get you i mean if you want we can get you on here uh you can advertise stuff at the five dollar level uh that's what the sloss and hemp thing mm-hmm. is uh and it's saying like valerie uh does comedy wham uh so all that kind of stuff or you know we can there's lots of stuff that we can do uh we'll probably start adding some new things but also as we do interviews with people uh Kelly McCormack right uh, is out there right now, mm-hmm. um, and then she'll be a, a public uh, at the public end at, of the, at the end of the season, which yes. I should be July July fifth, I think, is our last is our episode. I'll take your word for yeah, it, something like that. So anyway, uh, that's our Patreon, um, and you can also buy merch from us if you go out to uh, How Are You Now uh, slash merch. We got uh, t shirts and uh, panties. And all kinds of fun stuff out there uh, with our logo, our fuck fight Ferta, our, um, our three-legged dog, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, 
and you'll also, you could get some of our merch if you join our cosplay. We didn't have anybody in this last month. Um, so. Yeah, they're not on people's minds because yeah. of the world, but. but this is, uh, as of today, it's a new month. Perfect opportunity. <laughs> Just so. open your closet. You got something that looks like something from the show. Closet cosplay play is the way to go. Exactly. <laughs> I rhymed. <laughs> so how are you now? How are you now? slash cosplay for rules and regulations. Um, <laughs> also, uh, monkey shorts band today, independent band. So cool. If you're in an, an, an independent band, um, and I, I know you've heard a lot of these guys and they're great. Um, I'm sure you're great too. And you're yeah. independent. So if you've got some recordings, hear you. yeah. So, uh, shoot us an email host at how Um, also if you want to, uh, leave us a voicemail, uh, for any reason, uh, you can do so at three Oh four 50 Furda. And, uh, you, if you get, even if you have a dad joke for Tiara, yeah. whatever, she loves that. Um, oh my God. So the Facebook uh, group loves me so much. They're constantly <laughs> posting dad jokes on there just for me. And I, I know it's just for me, not for any of the rest of you, but some, some of you enjoy it too. <laughs> so yeah, that's, it uh, makes me happy. So uh, we got, we got that going on. Um, and so, yeah, so as I said, our music today, uh, was from monkey shorts out of here, Seattle. Uh, and for the third time, our guest is Jake would go Jake. How are you now? Oh, you're muted. I think. Oh no. Good. And you <laughs> <laughs> not so bad. Uh, Tiara could be doing better. Uh, I, I, could. I mean, not, that, I mean, not, not that I'm pleased with what's going on, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying honesty, to hold it together. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you. But hey, I did come bearing gifts. Oh yeah, Ooh. it's a it's a joke for Tiana. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to believe my dad was stealing from his job as a road worker, but when I got home, all the signs were there. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we appreciate about you. Hell yeah. <laughs> so your uh, sister's hot. <laughs> I said it. I mean, Grace, yeah, Grace was hot as fuck. <laughs> Cheryl's pretty hot, too. I haven't seen her lately, though. Yeah. So. I think that's my favorite uh, <laughs> uh, Dan minute of any of the episodes. Dan's oh, yeah. great all the time. But the the episode where they're building the new uh, produce stand and they oh, say, yeah. Wayne, your sister's hot. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we quote it all the time, too, because it's too fat to run. <laughs> that's, that's me on the treadmill. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, everything's yeah. hunky dory. Not much has changed since the uh, the last update here at uh, at the WrestleThon. Uh, we have uh, we've been doing some streams on Twitch that I mentioned about our tournament of champions. Yeah. Um, we're down to our final eight. Ooh. So Ooh. if you want to go check that out on uh, WrestleThon.com or Twitter com or at WrestleThon on Twitter. Um, I do have... Give me one second here. I'll tell you who our final eight are. Well, and by the time this is uh, this airs, this might be slightly out of date, I'm guessing. This will be Thursday. Uh, no, actually, the, this oh, week's perfect. voting will be going a week. Uh, oh. This week, is the final eight are No Mercy, WWF No Mercy on the N64, Fire Pro Wrestling D on the Sega Dreamcast, uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 on the N64, which is a Japanese import. So is Fire Pro Wrestling D. Uh, SmackDown 2, Know Your Role on the PlayStation 1. SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain on the PlayStation 2. Uh, 
WWF WrestleMania 2000 on the N64, WCW NWO Revenge on the N64, and SmackDown Just Bring It on the PlayStation 2. (laughs) So there's a good smattering of consoles there. There's a bunch of wrestling games still left to play. If you guys are interested in wrestling video games or retro video games in general, uh, please check us out, uh, twitch.tv slash WrestleThon, or just come over to uh, at WrestleThon on Twitter. We'd be glad to share all the information about video games that we can. Uh, We really just make a bunch of butts out of ourselves playing wrestling games and making (laughs) dumb jokes. So, you know, it lines up perfectly with Letterkenny. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, um, let's see. uh, So, last week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Last week's episode. My my brain's still not collected together. Uh, Last week's episode, uh, season eight, episode three, The Rippers, uh, just... uh, Basically, in a nutshell, uh, it was you get to get to meet some uh, Americans on the show, some new Americans. You get you got Jakers and you get Dirks, and uh, yep, then uh, going to a, a strip club in the states, um, and then uh, hockey boys celebrating the senior champ win uh, and getting completely hammered, and then get uh, getting offered a, a chance to uh, to cr- start a club. For for bro dude, so uh, that's a regional branding, yeah, regional project. branding project. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they're uh, they're going all out after it this time. Um, so and yeah, our guest uh, last week was Heidi, and music by Finding Freedom, also amazing. Uh, so and this week we get into season eight, episode four, Freda, Freda, Freda. So uh, we open up at the barn and the Hicks are all hanging out at the barn, having a drink uh, conversation then turns to, to wrestling uh, who the favorite wrestlers are. Uh, and uh, uh, Wayne has an opinion about that <laughs> where he says, if you, I assume if you have a favorite wrestler uh, that you probably want to fuck them. Well, Derry turns that and says, yeah, it's Alexis. So uh, I can't remember what her name was. Do you, Alexa bliss, Alexa bliss. So he goes, there you go. So, uh, so they, they have a big chat about that and, and then what names they might have if they were, were wrestlers. And, and then it's just complete word plays, uh, sentence structures with, with the different, uh, wrestler names in there and they just, you know, like they, like they used to do having wordplay, uh, which is, I think probably one of the Best things that Letterkenny's known for. Yes. Um, I, there's a lot of that in this episode. Yeah. I feel as if this might have actually been our fault. <laughs> and by our fault, I mean WrestleThon, because if you think about it, and I'm not taking any credit for this in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, I just, there's a theory that some people have said to us because during last year's WrestleThon, which was happening during May, which is around the time that they started filming season seven and eight. We were doing WrestleThought, and we talked about Letterkenny nonstop. <laughs> it, is, it might as well have been Letterkenny Presents WrestleThought, because I would not stop talking about it because it was my favorite show I've ever found in the history of television. <laughs> and I was talking about it for three days for over 14 <laughs> hours when I should have been talking about wrestling. And then on top of that, um, the girl that pe- that plays uh, Betty Ann, mm-hmm. yep. uh he followed us on Twitter. Nice. I, uh, Tyler Johnson has liked a couple of our posts. I'm 100% sure 
not really, but I'm a hundred percent sure that we caused this episode to happen. Uh, not not the story of the episode, but the wrestling relatedness of it. I would all not right. doubt that at all. Well, those boys like video games too. So, <laughs> well, yeah, the the skids have have uh, played wrestling video games, but I don't think anyone else has referenced it. But in one of the anyway. skid things, there they said a WrestleMania one. I don't remember which one. Yeah. Uh, awesome um, out there, probably, but. I don't know the episode name, but it's the one with Gail and um, uh, Roldy when they're sitting around um, getting ready to do mayhem. They decide to stay inside and do. Um, yes. They play the uh, the game marathons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. But absolutely, I 100 uh, percent doubt that we caused it. But I like <laughs> to think that we did cause it in my mind. You head, never know. We're, we're uh, we are uh, patiently awaiting future seasons where stuff where because we've now talked to writers from the show. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we've um, discussed our own version of canon that might start showing up. I, I just have I don't know. I don't know. It might. It might. I think it would be great, <laughs> especially that one particular thing. <laughs> so anyway uh we're now at the skate park and apparently we're in the states um and uh it's all because that's where you skateboard exactly it's and it's all uh slow-mo uh music montage katie walking up to the skate park um and then uh sh she sees dirks riding his skateboard um and she goes over and starts talking to him they're flirting dirks kind of playfully teaches her how to uh, how to ride just a bit both flirting the whole time and uh you know that's that's kind of all all it is um and then we cut to the gym uh where uh, riley and jonesy are working out uh and they're talking about that they need to start working on the uh the bro dude branding project uh and what they need to do and then dax and ron show up and uh kind of start playfully hitting on them and uh, they say that they're uh, they're at the gym to get in shape for the super gay birthday party they're going to have. And uh, Riley and Jonesy like the sound of uh, of that being able to go to a party where it's just dudes and you wouldn't have to buy a girl a drink or hold their purse or anything like that. And then they just they from that they decide that hey this would be a great idea to make it into a bro dude club furta where it's just dudes and uh, totally they take off and <laughs> Dax and Ron just look at each other and say gay. gay. <laughs> And uh, from there, we uh, we cut to the skid basement. Uh, Stuart and Rold are checking themselves out. Well, Stuart's checking himself out in front of the mayor, getting ready. Uh, Rold comes over to 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 get to get Stuart, and he says, "I don't want to see anybody." And then you hear Tyson Joint Boy in the background saying they're they're there to take him to uh, to the city for the fight, and uh, <clears throat> they're telling him to hurry because they don't want to hit rush hour. Stuart tells them that. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't plan on hitting anybody. He doesn't. He abhors violence, and he's he's not going to do that. And uh, he, but he says he will finish it, and he shows them how. He picks up Rold, shows them the John Cena attitude adjustment. Tyson <laughs> Joy Boy then both stand up and tell him not to quit fucking around, <laughs> and, and that he's no, there's no wrestling moves, and he if if he sees them do that, he's going to knock him out himself. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, they take off. Uh, then we cut to the produce stand, um, and uh, <laughs> Katie's walking back. Uh, Dan asked Katie how her trip statewide, uh, stateside was, and she says, oh, "It's very cool, very cool, very nice." <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Wayne winces at that. Uh, oh. Yeah, doesn't doesn't care for that at all. I did too the uh, first time I heard it. <laughs> um, 
So uh, Dan says, well, it was a good day to get out. And Adair replies that uh, that's what Cal was thinking earlier. And he had to wrangle, wrangle Cal back in. They all start getting on him about him not naming his animals. And uh, so then he, does, he doesn't get it and doesn't think it's right to name the animals anyway. Uh, and uh, then they all decided that they're going to start naming off cows and pigs and ducks and uh he uh he tries to get involved and he's just he's not any good at it Uh, so from there we cut to mcmurray's riley and jonesy coming over there uh to pitch the bro dude club for uh for mr and mrs mcmurray uh mrs mcmurray's rather confused about this they explain that it's a men's only club and then she goes off on them who's cancers you can come into this cunt's kitchen and tell her she can't join your club because she ain't got to come. Well, k- kind of. Everybody needs new things. Booze. Ice. And women. Hallelujah. And since you two seem to have none of the three, sounds like the shittiest club I ever heard of, right? So beat it. And take your cans of boy juice and shove them up your bleached assholes. <laughs> Sometimes she has the best lines. She does. She slurs too well. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, uh, Are it's we so- sure that she wasn't actually drunk? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, she does. She does drunk really well. I don't know. I mean, I- that could have been take thirty, and that could have been real liquor. So, <laughs> could be. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, they, you know, McMurray's decide that they're going to have their own little. La, 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 la. <laughs> and uh um the boys want to come and they're, and they're like we weren't talking to you <laughs> so anyway nah. yeah uh so now uh we uh we we go to the roadside uh where tyson joint boy Stuart, and old are all taking a piss and Stuart is asking about the wrestling moves and tyson joint boy tell him to fuck off uh uh they uh Tell him that he needs to just focus his mind on the sacrifice and the hard work he's done so far to get where he's gotten, uh, and that they're really proud of him. Well, that touches Stuart very much, and uh, <laughs> which they feel has backfired by doing that. But uh, skid's he, gonna skid. Yeah, he says uh, as he's tearing up, he promises that he'll he'll make them proud and he will do zero wrestling moves. Um, then rolled. Rolled zips him back. Rolled zips Stuart back up, and uh, they're on their way. Uh, from there, back to the produce stand. Uh, Hicks is still talking about uh, barnyard animal naming, and there he says he's just not having it. Uh, the rest of them uh, then get back at it, start naming rats. Uh, they point out that uh, uh, they point out that they're not buying in that he's not into naming animals because he names his ponies every year to super soft birthday. Uh, and they start naming off some of the, some of the ponies, pony Romo. I like, uh, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I like pony Danza. <laughs> yeah. Don't start talking about pony Danza. Uh, so <laughs> then, uh, Dan reaches into the cooler, finds they ran out of beer and, uh, um, that none of them can, none of them can drive. Um, and uh, then Derry says, you probably even uh, named the birds that they see. And then they start naming all the birds. <laughs> and, uh, and then Derry says, 
Robin, Robin Williams, Williams and then everyone that, gets sad. That just makes everybody sad. Uh, <laughs> He's so, not so good at that game. <laughs> yeah, not. not really. I wish he wasn't so fucking awkward. Right? Right? Yeah. I mean, I love awkward, but that's really fucking awkward. <laughs> so uh, for, from there, we cut to Modine's, uh, where Riley and Jonesy come in to pitch Bro Dude to Jim Dickens. <laughs> uh, Jim's not even really listening to him. He's looking at his phone and uh, as they're pitching things to him, and he says, "See, you fellas ever go on these dating apps?" It's no slim pickings for Jim Dickens. <laughs> and that's where that song comes in, because he's like, I've got Katie and Kathy and... Yep. Yeah. And so, the boys are frustrated. Uh, a little bit. Just a bit frustrated, and they're commiserating with each other. Making a man-only club is so hard. Is it? Hard? Is it getting there? Is it getting harder? <laughs> is it so hard sometimes you just want to burst? No, I can't lose these balls again. I get in so much trouble with Gail. Seriously, can I join your club? I've got ideas. <laughs> I wonder what his ideas oh, are. Oh, my God. That is that. that God damn it. I miss uh, him. His, uh, his ideas are probably getting closer to God. <laughs> and, and Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, <sighs> fuck. We're, I love that scene. Uh, we cut to the city club now, where uh, Tyson, Joint Boy, Stuart, and Roll are all walking into the club, and music's pumping, and they see Allie and Bianca are working there behind the bar, and they start talking to them about, you know, them working there, and um, <laughs> uh, Joint Boy then asks, "You got rips?" <laughs> she says, "Shut up! You got to use the code words." So they just have this whole thing about the uh, senior colada and. Uh, uh, LSD colada, all the different coladas uh, that you're going to have. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you and, like how those, as they go through that list of names, it just, it gets lazier and lazier. Yeah, like yeah, it the, starts with Cena colada, but then they're like G- methamphetamine colada. <laughs> right. <Phenamine colada. laughs> yeah, come on now. It, it was just supposed to be one letter. <laughs> Senior colada. Then it was LSD. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> So, uh, they, uh, anyway, the girls call them fucking idiots. <laughs> they tell them that the, uh, that the other dealer, uh, the, the, the nemesis dealer will be there in about 30 nemesis. minutes. Uh, from there, we're back to Modine's a different club. Um, the, the Hicks are all at the bar and, uh, uh, Riley and Jonesy show, uh, show up to pitch bro, bro dude club for, for to them. Uh, and Wayne says it sounds gay. And then Dan is shocked that uh, Wayne would say something like that. And he tells him sh- he shouldn't use that word when he, uh, when you mean stupid or something like that. And Wayne, uh, Wayne says, yeah, look, if I see something that is by definition gay, what's your definition to gays? Male dicks penetrating male butts for pleasure's sake. It's sound definition good, buddy. For swinging dicks, yeah. Then I can and will call it gay. I don't know, good buddies. Well, what say I see male dick penetrating a male butt consensually for pleasure's sake? Certainly, I can say that's pretty gay. Fair's enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's gay, it's He's gay. Not wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Use, the, you, I, don't you don't. Use we it Seinfeld stupid. this too. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> exactly, and that's what they, they did say that. So, um, so then uh, <laughs> uh, Dax and Ron show up then and invite everybody else to the uh, the super gay birthday party that they're going to. Super gay. And uh, and then so they fucking gay. They all agree. Uh, the McMurrays <laughs> uh, show up and Jim Dickens too, uh, and they're all going. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the boys decide that they're just they. 
they just can't do this. They're going to have to figure out something else. Um, uh, so, um, from there, we cut back to the city club. Uh, the other, uh, drug dealer and his crew show up. It's fight time. Fight, uh, fight, fight. Tyson and joint boy take out a couple of the henchmen that come up first, uh, with no problem. And then another one comes forward and, uh, the, the Tyson joint boy is starting to get ready and then roll jumps in <laughs> and he just go, he takes the guy out at the knees with a beer bottle, uh, and then jumps on him and starts poking and pushing his eyeballs in with his so thumbs great. and just laughing maniacally. <laughs> so uh, good. Uh, and then it's time for the boss fight and Stuart as Stuart is uh, jockeying around uh, roll to ch- check out what's going on. The, uh, the other dealer uh, takes a sucker punch at him. Stuart falls down. The other guy turns around to celebrate and Stuart just pops right back up. Um, and then uh, uh, Stuart, uh, he starts, sw- he starts swinging at Stuart, but he just can't connect because Stuart is just moving around. Everything wears him out. Uh, he grabs him by the arm Tyson Joint Boy signal that it's okay for him to do the wrestling move that he wants to do. <laughs> he throws him up over his shoulders and then tosses him. Victory! And uh, they're all then the 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 uh, Allie and Bianca come up and, and kiss him and and so does Rold <laughs> and uh, fade to black. That's the end. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was uh that was it, it, it was, was a fun episode. It was a fun episode. There was a lot of there was a lot of uh script in it. Yeah. Um so uh real quick, let's uh, I'll I'll just throw my uh my thoughts theories and stuff. And I have a question uh for you too, Jake. Uh so, um number 1, the bra that uh, that Katie was wearing at the skate park kind of hot. That was the first time I've kind of looked at Katie and said, "Whoa, I I'm digging this. So now, for um, for reference, he mm-hmm. likes a good tomboy, but yeah. he usually likes them a little bit um, thicker. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, I, but yeah, this is the first time I've really. She was cute as fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I the, agree. The, the braids, the the braided ponytails. Yeah, I'm I'm in it. She was she was mirroring my type for yeah. sure. Um, uh, I third that. Yes. And then uh, when Ron comes up in at the at that the last scene at Modine's. Um, he, he tells the same joke that coach tells at the, in the Christmas story, uh, knock, knock, who's there, big old butter in my underwear. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, was pointing that out. Um, and I, I think it's, fu- for me, it's funny how, uh, Wayne has his rule for not giving dogs human names, mm-hmm. but he wants to give names to everything else. Then, and dairy doesn't, <laughs> doesn't think barnyard animals should have names, uh, or, so I thought that was kind of a funny dichotomy there. Yeah, I mean uh, they're 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 kind of rules that make sense though in in Wayne's mind. You don't give dog human names, but you do name them. You name all the animals. You don't give them like real names. They're yeah. all like pun names and right. and silly. And like Gus is probably short for something, or Gus was named after Gussenbrew, or I mean yeah. we know it was the other way around. But yeah. <laughs> so like in Wayne's mind, I think those two things are Gus very. Gus. Right? Totally. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's a he's a uh, Disney fan, probably. Um, I said. Uh, oh, and then uh, it's it surprises me that Tyson and Joint Boo Boy do Joint Boo <laughs> Joint Boo. Uh, it surprises me that Tyson and Joint Boy both do cocaine. I mean, for as MMA, I mean, I can understand the joint joints, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the 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 hardcore drugs. Uh, I don't. I don't think that everywhere considers cocaine to be a hardcore drug, maybe, or well, maybe opioid. it's like 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, I've always kind of had a rule for myself not to um, snort anything or inject anything into my body. And I've stood by that. I've tried a lot of other things, but never really interested in those two methods of, of um, taking drugs. So it could be that it just, I mean, it's a party drug. A lot of people think of it that way. When I used to hang out in a lot more bars than I ever will again, Uh, (laughs) people were always in the bathrooms doing coke or going outside to smoke a cigarette and doing a bump while they were out there or something. I remember Craig Ferguson talking about it like he, he did coke so he could drink more. Yeah, <laughs> so. I I fully believe that people I used to play poker and darts with were mm. like that. Yeah. That they would they would do coke so that they could stay up longer and continue drinking and yeah. not that there's necessarily anything wrong with doing stuff every once in a while yeah. when it becomes a habit. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so, uh. And do Riley and Jonesy? realize not realize how misogynistic they're being uh, you know it feels like they're losing ground uh they were they were getting woker mm-hmm. <laughs> and this this whole thing just made it feel to me like they were they were they I were think they, losing it they went with the 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 <laughs> it's bro dude drink yeah like i feel like that right in itself they were like oh well that's a little different than what we normally do. We, we, that's got to be all guys. Like, you know, we don't want girls there because it's bro dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how I see their their brains kind of rationalize, rationalizing yeah. that. Um, it was Riley, right, that keeps pointing things out. Like, I don't think that's PC. Or do both of them do that? Yeah, I think they both do. Yeah. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. it seems to be more Riley. But. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, so it probably just is that he's not connecting it with the bigger picture um, I mean, you can kind of see it when like Mrs. McMurray is like, so you're saying that I can't join your club because I, I have a cunt a co- and not a cock. <laughs> no How does that make sense? And they're like, it, uh, it. and that's exactly what they should answer. There is no way that that makes sense. And they were starting to get that. But before that, they hadn't really put it together how yeah. gross it was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jake. Yes. Video game question. Okay. There's there's a part in here where Rold goes, whoopsie. That's from a video game, isn't it? Yes, it's Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, is it? Is it? Okay. Yes. I thought so. It's because uh, he goes, finish him. And then uh, uh, Stuart goes, roll. He goes, whoopsie. That's, uh, it's from when you uppercut somebody <laughs> okay. in Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> it sounded, because to me, I, I knew it was a video game. For some reason, I was thinking it sounded like something Mario. <laughs> just the, the tone of it made me think yeah. Mario. I mean, it's iconic, so it, it, it probably fits in the same as hearing uh, World 1-1 one, one music or um, the coin or the one-up or Pac-Man dying or anything yep. like that. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, no, I, I, that scene where they're all taking a leak and then at the end, it's like, how in the fuck are you still pissing? Right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but we can still hear it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's pissing somewhere. One of the horses, it, it maybe? It reminded me of the... Uh, uh austin powers bit where the evacuation cup cup <laughs> evacuation complete and he starts peeing again <laughs> i haven't thought about that in forever and then i saw that episode oh, and man. i was like whoa i forgot about that all right I'm, that's all i've got um a couple things i really enjoyed about it i i liked the uh i liked the wrestling uh name calling uh at the very beginning and oh, yeah. i like how wayne 
Wayne got all frustrated about it. And uh, as a Shawn Michaels fan, uh, very upset that he called him Yawn Michaels. That makes me very frustrated. Um, but then being Canadian, I can understand the uh, the affinity and love for Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as they are uh, Canada's greatest export in the history of professional wrestling. Um. Uh, they they were on point and they were even up to date with wrestlers, so that was cool. Like I, I could see, I could see a lazier writing staff just using like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. You're like, all right, great. You somebody liked wrestling in the '80s once, cool. That's but me. They, yeah, <laughs> sorry. They I, I, mentioned <laughs> modern stuff, Attitude Era stuff. They went through all of it. So like I was, I was like, all right, guys, you, you're trying. Yeah. And then they went to the John Cena stuff with the AA and whatnot. And, uh, out of a lot of professional wrestling finishing moves, I I feel like if you broke somebody's arm and then flipped them on your back and threw them on their back, it might actually hurt a little bit. Um, I would think so. But if we're going to point to anything being the best part of that fight, uh, Roldy going apeshit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking I lo- that I beer bottle, love going for the eyes. Oh, man. And the face that he made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so great. It was... Like, I have two scenes that like absolutely stand out to me and neither of them are main characters. One's Roldy and one is Glenn. Yeah. Like those are the two yeah. ones that absolutely like stick out to me out of the whole thing. I always pick kind of those little side ones, but those two actors are so good with so little that mm-hmm. they that they have to work with. It's amazing. This show has always done a really good job of when it's a B story episode, like involving the crew, the the four mains, mm-hmm. but making it very apparent that this is a uh, rolled uh, uh, a Stuart and rolled episode oh, and a Jonesy and Riley episode mm-hmm. it, where the other four, yeah, they'll be there. It only had a dash of Katie and Dirks and that was right. it. Yeah, Which exactly. Good because more would have changed my mind about what I'll say later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are, they're very good about that though. Like I, I've noticed that a long time for this show. Like yeah. it's, it, they, they don't, horseshoe other stories into these characters they let these characters just exist drinking by the produce stand and all of the other stuff is happening in town yeah so like i I like that it's it's very simpsons-esque yeah so yeah i i i feel kind of that same way where there's there can be multiple storylines going on at the same time but and they could like intersect without what was the what was that the season of arrested development where every episode was from someone else's point of view like that's oh, kind God. of that's kind of how I think of it. Like mm-hmm. I'm watching this episode, and oh well, there's Katie and Wayne, but really the story's about these two over here. And then the next episode, it'll be oh, there's Squirrely Dan and Derry, but no, it's all about Katie and Wayne, and you know the skids, and you know I I mm-hmm. just love that. Yeah, I love it. I love that it feels ensemble, even though we know that there's four main characters. It yeah. feels mm-hmm. like a full ensemble, yeah. and that nobody is secondary. Second Except for dairy. maybe dairy. Except for maybe dairy. <laughs> that was good. Gosh, both Thank of you me. had the same joke at the same time. That was awesome. Hey, Dean, uh, Air 5 through computer. Yeah. All right. We did it. We yep. social distance five. <laughs> totally looked like that. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of um, um, Katie and Dierks, I hate how good they are together in in the one scene in this episode um i i if i didn't feel like dirks is just 
a slimy human being from the first moment I, I saw him on screen, I would be really into that potential relationship because they're adorable and they're having fun together. And it's really the first time we're seeing Katie have fun with somebody. Yeah. And it's, it's natural fun. She's not trying. She's just being her. He's just being him and they're goofing around and hanging out and enjoying themselves. And it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that he is kind of a gross person, but you know, whatever. He's that, he's <laughs> the Eddie Askell. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of, yeah. Huh. Right. I, I like the way that he does not, uh, um, it's, it's cute teaching her how to ride on the, on the skateboard. It's not, yeah. you know, let me wrap my arms around you and, and like, mm-hmm. it's no, I'm going to hold your hands and help you steady, but then I'm going to yeah. let go and you're going to be fine. Like actually teaching her, not just like, and when she's sitting on it and he's kind of and, leading oh God, it down. That's so cute. <laughs> oh God. I seriously, if I was still a teenage girl obsessed with every skate kid that I meet, then I would have just like an, Oh, I love that scene so much. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, it, it looks, it, it doesn't look, the scene at all, that doesn't look creepy at all. No. Um, they, the scene I looks mean, perfect. Yeah. They, and they look genuinely happy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a good scene and yeah, it's, it's like all those scenes that you had with Wayne and Marie Fred yeah. that, <laughs> that were like, oh, no so spoilers, no cute. spoilers. But, uh, well, that's but, not yeah. a spoiler. That was last season. <laughs> I know, but it also was kind of mirror. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the, if I didn't know the rest of the season and how that season had gone, I might look at that scene and go, okay, maybe I misjudged him. Maybe yeah. he's just creepy oh, uh, in the strip club. You yeah, know? I, yeah, I know. And I know I did that uh, when, when, when we first watched yeah, it. Yeah. So. so, so it's hard for me because I want Katie to be happy. And, yeah. and aside from the kind of, kind of sliminess, they are really, they really seem good together in that short little yeah. time period. Agreed. You, uh, you bring up Mary Fred, my, my, one of my best friends, uh, I got all of them into watching this, but one of my best friends, um, like every time we watch the show now, like we'll do some zoom watches or stuff like that. And, uh, but every time we watch it, he just like gets visibly angry that Ma- they wrote Mary Fred that way at the end of last season. He's like, no, no, it was supposed to be Mary Fred. Like he's so angry and it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, that was like, that was. I mean, that's that season was rough as mm-hmm. it was. I mean, but that part was really tough. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. but it was really well done. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, for the for as for as hard as it was, it was uh, that was that was probably the pinnacle of of the season. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he was he's to steal a wrestling phrase, a Mary Fred Mark. Uh, it was all about that. A Mark is someone who is really into a gimmick of a professional wrestler. If you were unaware. Ah. Okay. And then I would I've... call somebody a smart. If they are, th- they act as if they are smarter than the, uh, the writing of the show. Like they're like, Oh, I know what's happening behind the scenes. Cause I'm, I know what's happening with wrestling. I know how they're going to book this. You're like, all right. So smart is a bad word. Don't call people smarts unless they're being a smart, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I totally mark out for wrestlers, and I, I I totally mark out for Katie a lot of the time. So that's just me. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I I I've, I mean, it's it's funny the amount of crossover between Letterkenny fans and wrestling fans. Yeah. Because I I mean I've had a lot of a lot of 
uh, wrestling fans follow follow our uh, Twitter. And that might be our fault. No, not just you guys. <laughs> no, it's happened. It happened a long time. There, there was the uh, wrestling video game. Yeah, but uh, your friends let me. Oh the yeah, the, uh, the um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry, Heather, I'm... Keith and Heather. There you are, Keith and Heather Mackey. Uh, yes. So yeah, that's. But, I was yeah. like, no, there's three. There's three yeah. all together at least. <laughs> but yeah, I remember someone. Uh, someone early on, uh, had said, you know, uh, uh, give us your name and we'll shout, shout you out and we'll follow back, blah, blah, blah. And I got a whole bunch of followers from that. And it happened to be a mm-hmm. bunch of wrestling followers. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. I mean, to see, cause I, I know that a lot of the tweets that I see are wrestling tweets. Well, um, that's. That's this whole conversation is kind of what I was thinking when you were saying earlier that maybe it was your fault that they <laughs> like it could really be because it's like, very possible. There's I, such I, a it doesn't make me angry. Like I, and I'm, not, <laughs> I, I'm not sitting here going like, yeah, look at us, we did it. Like I'm just sitting here like it's it could have happened. Like it makes me oh, smile yeah. to think that maybe it did. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we you guys and Keith and Heather are probably the biggest. I think that I that we have a mutual follow. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of our followers have come from that. So, um, uh, I, I do think that I've, the crossover comes from a couple different areas too, because everyone kind of, that watches the show kind of relates to either like a different s- sect of the characters in the show. You have, you have the jocks, you have the skids and you have the Hicks mm-hmm. and, I guarantee you during the late nineties, early two thousands, when stone cold was everywhere, like every one of those groups watched it, but then the nerds that play video games and maybe get into the stuff the skids get into, they followed it even closer because it was a story that they could keep up with while they Mm -hmm. weren't really paying attention Mm -hmm. or the jocks. That was the thing they kept watching because they did something when they were younger and they just kept it going or the, the Hicks the same way. Like it, if I'm watching it and I relate to probably dairy the most out of anyone, uh, if I relate to him and like, yeah, he likes wrestling. I like wrestling. That's something that happens. So like, I think that's where a lot of that crossover comes from. And it's one of those things where wrestling isn't looked at the way it was in the eighties. In the eighties, it was looked at like it's a live action superhero comic book. Mm-hmm. Now it's more of like a reality TV show that just happens to have incredible stunts happening all the time. Yeah. Uh, 99% of adult wrestling fans. I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking for everyone because I've met a couple people, but um, 99% of them will sit here and tell you, they know that all of this is a show and they know that these guys in the ring are wrestling and doing these stunts together Mm -hmm. and making sure each one of them is safe while they're doing these very brutal looking things and very uh, like high risk to steal a Vince McMahon phrase, high risk maneuvers. Mm. Um, And it's, it, it just becomes like this, this, uh, this great community of people that like to watch this show, which is the longest scripted live and or uh, weekly show in television history. So yeah. I guarantee you the crossover comes from the fact that all of these people relate to these people and they all come from the same walks of life as these characters. So if I worked on a farm and my one escape was watching wrestling on, uh, on Monday nights, Hey, look, Wayne, Wayne likes wrestling, but he liked it back in the, in the late nineties and early two thousands when 
a lot of people got into wrestling. So that was a long convoluted way of me getting around <laughs> and talking in a circle about everyone likes wrestling and they made the characters like wrestling as well. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I totally believe that. Like I um even watching their little back and forth. I didn't realize how many wrestlers names I would remember because I haven't watched wrestling in probably 25 years, maybe more yep. on purpose, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for that every once in a while, something will come out. Um, but when I was growing up, I had friends who like, it was their soap opera, like even mm-hmm. in, well into my twenties, my, Oh no, we don't do anything on Monday night. I mean, we're oh, at yeah. home watching pay-per-view or whatever, you know? And, um, pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> so even though laser disc, laser disc. Yep. We used to do laser <laughs> disc karaoke in television. the living room. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. CCTV, um, if you will. Oh heck yes. Um, but yeah, so I, anyone who grew up like me, I, I have vivid memories of Andre the giant and Mm. Hulk Hogan Mm -hmm. and like all those eighties and really early nineties wrestler. That's what I was into when I was a kid. And then, oh, kitty cat. And then, uh, (laughs) as, uh, as I got older, I did fall out of it, but I still like had people that did. So, and now not as much, which is a little sad, but. My uh, one of my derby wives, big, big fan, has probably gone to uh, what is it? Raw live a million mm-hmm. times at this point. Uh, like she toured with them for a little while. Uh, oh, wow. Cool. So, yeah. Val. yeah I, Shout out to Val right Capone. <laughs> that's a great name, by the way. Right? Valfonce <laughs> yeah. Capone. That was my derby wife. Well, number I, one of them. <laughs> I love you, Val. I'll be honest with you now. Like, I haven't really. I watch wrestling here and there. Like I'll watch WrestleMania. I'll watch a, like a big pay-per-view or whatnot from time to time. And they're not pay-per-views so much anymore. WWE network and all of whatever. But like a lot of my enjoyment from wrestling comes from getting a group of friends together and then yelling at these men wearing ridiculous (laughs) tights as they throw somebody off of a ladder or a 40 foot steel cage. It's like, (laughs) Whoa, Oh my God. But it's, we all know that what's going on there. Like I, I'm we're because of WrestleThon, we've become friends with a lot of independent wrestlers, a lot of wrestler people that consider themselves wrestlers for the most part. So like, we know, we know what these people go through. We know what it's about. So when we, when we're watching this stuff, a lot of the times it's us supporting our friends or us being part of the community of these people that know, Hey, these guys have it rough. These guys have to travel everywhere, but Hey, why not go out there and show them your support because they're doing it every night for that reason. So, yeah, I mean, and it's, I mean, it's obvious that, uh, it, that it is scripted and, you know, but, it's still dangerous. They work oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. They have, they have to work on it together so they don't fucking kill themselves. <laughs> and it's a lot more, it's a lot more of that now than it used to be in the eighties. A lot of the times in the eighties matches were like, say Hulk Hogan and macho man would go mm-hmm. into a match. They wouldn't even talk about the match until they were in the match. It was called while it was happening. Yeah. Now you have a lot of these guys, they're talking with each other for weeks leading up to this match. We're like, Hey, what if we tried this? What if we tried this? They're trying to put on the best show possible. Mm -hmm. And the way I look at wrestling now is the way that I looked at music when I was making, being in bands and like going to every show I possibly could in my early twenties. It's 
when you're doing it, you're there to perform. You're doing this to entertain people. And whenever you get people to cheer on what you're doing, you know, you did a good job. Yeah. So that's where my love of professional wrestling comes from. Now, when I was a kid, it was about the, Oh, that guy's really big. And he, he, that guy's an undertaker (laughs) that guy has powers or whatnot. Like when you're a kid, different thing when you're an yeah. adult if you still watch wrestling a lot of people are like you know it's fake right but then you get into this conversation where it's a lot of hey i know it's fake i have fun with it because i like to support my friends i also like spending time with my friends and we like to see people do some crazy shit yeah. i've learned to do a thing and i learned this from a uh, a former video game writer uh named ryan davis who used to write for GameSpot and uh used to work for giantbomb.com uh He taught me, not personally, but he taught as part of like how he went about video games, embrace the dumb, (laughs) not don't stoop to it because that's when bad things happen with, I'm not even going to get into it. Um, (laughs) But when you embrace the dumb, it makes things far more enjoyable because you know this is just there to be ridiculous like the fast and the furious movies or professional wrestling or when when i was younger calling them my friend's soaps made complete sense because it was a soap opera there's a storyline with each of them this guy's a villain this guy's a good guy what's going to happen when it's good versus evil but but we didn't say that as a joke we said you know oh that's your soap opera because you know yeah we know that you don't think it's real but we also were like well, it's this fun, like cotton candy, yeah. you know, it's not, it's yeah. not going to give you any filler, but it's going to make you happy. <laughs> I, but I think, I mean, like, uh, I don't, I don't know if, if you watch the movie fighting with my family. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and, uh, yeah, right. even glow, uh, has yeah, glow's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but you see all the behind the scenes stuff that they're going mm-hmm. through, uh, you know, uh, how they have to work out and they practice together and, you know, they, okay, when you grab here, I'm going to do this. And then, so all that stuff that they, that they had to go through the eighties and even now. Um, so yeah, the eighties, I can I was talking to Tiara said, it's funny, you know, that it wasn't really until the eighties that you started seeing women in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and even and, then it was just like, I mean, there was a little bit in the sixties and fifties with yeah. fabulous Mula, and, but mm-hmm. it was always the side attraction to yeah. Yeah. like kind of like, but, it and I don't, I'm not doing this to attack women's wrestling. It was kind of viewed the same way of like midget wrestling. It yeah. was, I hate to use that word, but that's yeah. what it was called. Yep. Uh, little people wrestling now, whatever you want to say. Uh, it, it's, it was there to be the thing that got people in the door. Right. And then the Ric Flair match was the thing to send people home happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Cause I remember when I, was. I wasn't even really watching wrestling anymore. And when China came out, mm-hmm. that was kind of, that was like the big, when 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 they started getting on TV regularly, oh yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. The late nineties, the Attitude yeah. Era, that changed women's wrestling for the for better. Like, yeah, absolutely. We don't have Paige or the Bellas or Sasha Banks or any any of the great wrestler female wrestlers. And Oscar, she's amazing. Uh, Candice LeRae is amazing. The Dakota Kai, like I can name a hundred yeah. women wrestlers that I love and I watch watch their matches like whenever they're on Becky Lynch. Um, but yeah. at the moment, like it's, yeah. Like if it wasn't for China and Lita and Trish Stratus and all the people busting their butts in the late nineties, early two thousands wrestling, women's wrestling wouldn't be anywhere close to that. Now. Yeah. Agreed. So props yeah. to all of them. Anything yes. else? Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, you mean the show? The show? Oh, yeah. Letter Oh, Letterkenny. Yes. Uh. So, my my favorite thing that I that I absolutely wanted to make sure I talked about was how during the fight scene how it was choreographed exactly the same as when they were, when Stuart and Rold were practicing. Yeah. So every move that Stuart made was the exact same move that he made in that episode and I love that they did that. <laughs> that somehow it's almost like he tricked the drug dealer into fighting him that way so that he could do all that. I just I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I don't know why. I just really loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's fantastic. <laughs> Anything else? Um, how long does Stuart pee? Like we, we said that, <laughs> you know, we kind of mentioned it in the thing, but like, how long does Stuart pee? Uh, I don't know. It I, was uh, like, I don't think I had that. Four uh, minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it just kept going on and on. Um, you caught something about the banana. Yeah. Well, yeah, that I want, I wondered if, uh, Mrs. McMurray having McMurray deep throat the banana, <laughs> the way his reaction, it was almost like he didn't know that was going to happen. And he didn't bite down at all. No, he didn't. And then he, and then he, and then he said, that, no, no, that's your, that's what, that's your job, baby. <laughs> there were so many little things in this, like. I have um, uh, the temples. So referring yeah. to referring to Dax and Ron's bodies as mm -hmm. how are the temples doing? And like, I I love that. Just um, Connor and Darian when they're asleep with Darian sucking his thumb, <laughs> and then when Tyson and Joint Boy get up, they fall over. Yeah. And there's so many little sight gags. Glenn with the glasses and the two billiard balls yeah. um, during that Is that scene. Is it hard? Is it getting hard? Is it? And I have to say, watching this episode over and over, um, like the second or third time I started doing Glenn's lines, and I'm just like waiting for it. It's so hard. Is it? Is it hard? Is it? I love that so much. I, I, I'm going to go back to the Jim Dickens. Like that, that line's fantastic. Yes. It's not Slim Pickens There's for no Jim Dickens. Slim Pickens for Jim Dickens. <laughs> that's good. That's that's a good impression. Right? And I keep telling him he should do like voices, like actual voice acting, because he can he can mimic a good chunk of uh, of things that we're not going to do on the air because I don't know if that's a copyright thing or whatever. But <laughs> there are quite a few, especially cartoon but, characters. I, I am I am curious though. You don't need to go into it. Just tell me who is your favorite voice to do. Oh, I don't know, Sean um, Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery, <laughs> he, and he's and it's gotten old, it, with yeah. it, with him getting older. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do you ladies I, like to come back? <laughs> I hate to go off on more tangents, but uh, I have this theory that Sean Connery, Keanu Reeves, and William Shatner are the three greatest actors of our generation. <laughs> Maybe in the history of or history of wrestling, the history of film. Uh, not because they're amazing at the craft of acting, but because they can convince people to keep hiring them to play the same role. <laughs> But in completely different roles, like you can get surfer dude Keanu to be uh, in Fort or what is it, 16th century England, going after Dracula. Yep. Right? right? Oh my god! Whoa! If you prick us, do we not bleed, bro? <laughs> yeah. 
And he's, I don't know, he's, what's his he's name? Pacino, too. Yeah. Pacino, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to people out there that love Pacino, but he's been playing the exact same fucking character since, like, 1985, and it's so oh, yeah. bad. And now, and now, <laughs> and then just playing a uh, a Nazi hunter. Yeah, yeah. that was that was actually probably the best thing I've seen him in, because he wasn't being, he wasn't being Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> It's the but best it, thing I've ever seen Ted Mosby in, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he looked cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, didn't re- I yeah. didn't recognize him at first, so yeah, he was good at that. <laughs> got anything else? What, you, what else you got? Episode-wise, no, I think I think you guys nailed it, and I like it's it's. It, this is one of my more favorite episodes. I, I know I said last time that the. Uh, 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 for the W's baby was probably one of my favorites. And I know I said the one with the uh, uh, back to back to back with the, uh, the girls going for the ship yeah. Uh, yeah. for the luxury uh, cruise liner. Um, those, those are two of the episodes that make me laugh the most. I think this is probably one of my favorite, like story wise episodes. So, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like it when they have, have these, uh, you know, some, when I've like, when I was r- going through and writing all this down, I'm like, this is, there's a lot of stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there's some that I come through that I go through and they're just, uh, there's not a lot of weight in it. And we have um, to do like some research to actually like talk about it. Well, not a, <laughs> it, well cause there's some that are script heavy and some that are visual yeah. heavy. And the visual so. heavy ones are kind of harder to do on the podcast. Cause yeah. we don't have any specific like stuff. We have to describe what's yeah. going on in the scene for it to make sense instead of like saying a quote or right. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's uh it's and it's it's kind of fun when you can get to describe some things that are going on that are so funny because they I mean they they even write their the the visuals re- really funny I mean the mm-hmm. things that are happening so um, it's it's a it's a great show to dig into regardless of its uh, script or or visuals so um, and I'm uh, let's see maybe so how about well, you know what let's do a little. Uh, Fuck Fight Ferda. For uh, everybody playing at home, this is our version of Fuck Mary Kill, but we don't kill anybody. Uh, we try not to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we don't. I mean, stay away from the cops. Well, but uh, fisticuffs. <laughs> uh, oh God! And, did you just do and, that? Uh, what? Nope. <laughs> and uh, we don't feel like marrying anybody. Uh, I mean, you can go do that on your own. Uh, so we're uh, so we're gonna uh, either fuck them, we're gonna fight them, or we're gonna be their buddies and. Just say every and Ferda, and that, right. uh, that'll be where we are. So we're gonna start like we do, and with a little uh, Wayne. Wayne, um, I don't think there's anything in particular in this episode that would um, move me out of the Ferda range with Wayne on this one. Mm. Um, I think I'm trying to think now. Couldn't we just put Wayne in the Ferda club? Well, yeah, yeah, I always I, I always start with Ferda and then kind of well, decide, you know, based on the episode. No, I mean, but he's trying to join the Bro Do Ferda Club, oh, right. so <laughs> just Ferda him. Exactly, because he's not a bro, dude. That's for sure. No, no. That was the other thing that we actually didn't talk about that you and I talked about. Like, why were they targeting people that don't that that's not yeah. their cult? Like, why not just get the hockey boys? To join? And, and then I said, well. The hockey boys are all already, already in that. Doing, are yeah. in their, they're already part of the bro, dude. <laughs> so, um, anyway, sorry. Yeah. What so, do you say about Wayne? You're Ferda then? Yeah. Oh, Ferda. Yes, indeed. Yeah, because 
One thing that bugged me about Wayne in this was that I, I can say anything I want. Oh, that, that, would... that, 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 you know, I, yeah, yeah, that did a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he meant it that way, but I, that's, I hear that on Twitter a lot, you know? Yeah. I got first amendment rights. I can say whatever to the fucking cunt, lesbian cunt, you know, those types of people. Yeah. That line, <laughs> that line's a little hard to um, digest, but I, I, I also, I thought of something that I forgot to mention during the show, so I have to go back a little bit. And I'm so sorry. Chop, chop. Because it was something that you and I talked about. Yep. You saw Wayne sitting there with his shoes off, and you're like, that doesn't oh, yeah. feel very Wayne. And <laughs> I knew that it was like triggering a memory for me, and so I kind of went and looked it up. And um, the quote, it, the exact quote is, well, how hard do you actually work if you don't kick your shoes off the second you're through? That was Wayne in the episode where they had the word moist, and that I can't remember which episode that was and didn't get a chance to look it up. <laughs> All right. But, uh, so, so that's a, that's a Wayneism. Wayne okay. says, take your shoes off after your day feel, of work. It, it, it just feels weird for, uh, for me, for him. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Dairy. Berta. Berta Dairy. He needs, he needs. He the, needs Jesus. Yeah. The boy, the boy needs a little culture. I'll put it that way. He needs, he needs, he needs to. <laughs> Like the awkwardness isn't like, I love awkwardness. I love awkwardness. I think it's adorable, but there comes a point where awkwardness is just lack of understanding. And you haven't got like, you haven't even tried to figure that out. And I feel like Derry is starting to slip into the, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to be the dumb guy. Yeah. So I don't, I hope that's not true. I hope that that's just lately. He's just been like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's part of it. Cause I, I'm not having any of that. Right. So. <laughs> and that's, there's been a couple of episodes where he's kind of been like that. Where he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to change my mind. Yeah, and, and like <laughs> Dan is the complete opposite <laughs> <Right>. of that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. Dan is the voice of reason between the two. Well, so. Dwayne, Dan thinks he is. Dan. Well, yeah. Fair. Da- yeah. Dan does. Yeah. He gets a little too, a little too woke where he's like everything is... woker than thou. Yeah. yeah I, that's yes. what I call, that's what I call people who are like that. Like people who get offended on my behalf, especially as on my behalf, uh, because, um, no, thank you. I, I can speak for myself. I am a grown up. <laughs> Unless I tag you in, you don't need to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, look, Hey, they're ground. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause there's things that TR and I say to each other that Dan would probably. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, if Squirrely Dan was around us when we're not on the air, sometimes he he would be so offended. But the funny thing is, is I was a women's studies minor the first time I went through college. I am a major advocate. I am a queer as fuck. And like, no, I don't live in an echo chamber. So therefore I can actually make my own opinion out of the information that I've learned. And that's the thing that Dan's not doing. He's not processing the information and making his own opinion out of it. He's just parroting. Yeah. Which is very common in, what did I say? White liberal, like awesome. (laughs) Awesome. uh, Sent me a message after listening to the last episode. She's like, I love that you call Dan a white liberal. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. So where where are you on dairy, Jake? Uh, We'll we'll refer to dairy. (laughs) Miss Katie. Oh, um, that's a big old fuck for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, she usually resides in that area. <laughs> right into the fuck zone. Um, yeah. I, I rarely have her in that category, but just not, not, not counting the part in front of the fruit stand where we're just talking about that scene again at that beginning with her and Dirks. 
she was so cute. Mm, yeah. And very, very much more my type than she usually seems to be. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to say fuck. All right, then. That feels awkward. It does. <laughs> Squirrely Dan. Sounds like you kind of want to fight Dan right now. I, well, not necessarily from this episode, just stuff that's been building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he needs a lesson. He, he just, he needs to, he needs to learn more than just from one source. That literally is what it is. Like, yeah. I very I much feel like was, he's trying. I feel like, like he's starting to. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Cause I think he, well, he doesn't have anybody else that he can go to in and that Katie's small town. He's not going to invest the emotional no. labor in teaching care. him anything. Yeah. She doesn't care. She's she, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my balls. Uh, so where are we? With where are we? Um, Squirrely Dan's. I'm going to say Ferda. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go with Ferda, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't, I don't want to fight Dan. I don't want to fuck Dan, but it's, uh, <laughs> I don't feel like, well, at least this, this episode, I, I, I want to hug Dan most of the time and yeah. be like, they're there. It's okay. <laughs> Right. But uh yeah. 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 Dirks. God damn it, I hate that I'm gonna say this. The four minutes that he's on the screen do not revolt me and he's almost my type because the whole skater boy thing is just so fucking like for me, it's so nineteen ninety eight at the first skate park that I ever went to. So <laughs> so yeah. Not thinking like if he doesn't talk to me. If he doesn't say very cool, very cool, very nice. If he doesn't say that, if he doesn't like speak, mm. I could maybe put him in the fuck. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, sh- <laughs> shut up. I want to drop kick him and then put him in a sharpshooter. Right. <laughs> it's really Fucking hard dirt. sometimes basing it solely on the one episode that we are talking about. Yeah. Because when it comes to Dirks, I have so many. Like I, I'm so mad that this was a good episode for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. I'm glad you get me, Dean. <laughs> uh, Tyson, Tyson and Joint Boy. Eh. Erda. Okay. I'll, I'll pal them or buddy them. I, I don't know if we're at Ferda yet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's close enough to Ferda. Uh, yeah. It's more Ferda than fight or fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Sturt and Roldy. I mean, Sturt's looking, uh, very yoked, very yoked. Uh, and Roldy yoked, just in yoked, general, very tight. Very tight. Yeah. we're going to go with the, uh, we're going to go with the, uh, the fuck category for those boys today. Okay. Gonna, there yep. we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This one's a little Maybe harder for me. Maybe I have too. We'll <laughs> <laughs> keep them. This one's a little harder Kina for me Clada. because um, I, I want to punch Stuart in this episode for like at, at rolled constantly, but also like. That's like a standard. I know. And it pisses me off. It just, I don't like it. I want, I want rolled to get affection. Even if it's just friendly affection. Like anytime yeah. Stuart says something nice to him, rolls like. Oh, and that just makes me sad. <laughs> just saying something nice to him makes him feel so good that he's, I just, oh. I'm going to say Ferda. Okay. Because you put the two of them together. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dax and Ron. Oh, God. It's going to get so fucking gay. <laughs> so fucking so, gay. So, oh, so gay. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm fucking them. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At the super gay is birthday. This, I want to have a super gay birthday party, actually. Like, I can't for my next a, one, but. Is it a birthday party for someone this super fucking gay, or is the party super fucking gay? Both. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I mean, anytime they exist, we'll fuck them. It's fine. They're yeah. great. <laughs> All right. Mrs. McMurray. Oh, you missed one. Oh, did I? Riley and Jonesy. Oh, Riley and Jonesy. Yes, I did. Riley and Jonesy. Punch both of them in the nose. <laughs> they're so annoying. Yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> so daft. I, I can episode. see that. I feel like they uh, they need to get uh, a little bit of the native flu and get uh, messed up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they need to take a, uh, a a road trip with the team to the uh, reservation this week and get, <laughs> and get fighted. All right, now <sighs> this is McMurray. I mean, I yeah, I'd fuck her. <laughs> right like okay and this is this is totally me seeing little details and aesthetics that i just love i love so much that and this i don't know if this was intentional or or they just were like no cool leave it but you could actually see some um little minor stretch marks coming above her her Mm -hmm. jean line and as somebody who appreciates kind of the bigger body usually that was really beautiful to me because mm-hmm. skinnier women don't tend to show it off yeah. that they have them, even though every single person in the world has them. So it just made me really, really happy that that choice was made and not like there's no makeup or anything on it. It's yeah. that's her natural. And uh, yeah, so that was a side that was, you know, yeah, but still. Yeah. Oh yeah. With oh, that yeah. banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she resides in the, uh, the fuck zone at, along with Katie. Uh, however, <laughs> Uh, she gets extra points if I get invited to this all-girl party. <laughs> right. With, with Katie? I'm, with Katie, yes. I could give or take that one, but yeah, yeah. I would go to that party. McMurray, don't, don't you don't get to touch me, though, but... No, no. no. Yeah. No. McMurray's a piece of shit, so... So, yeah. well, McMurray's the next one, so... Um, He didn't do anything that made me want to punch him, so I'm going to say furtive. He's never probably going to be in my fit column. <laughs> Okay. Especially with that uh, 4.1 inch. 5. 5.15. 5. 5. 5. That's what it is. Yeah, but that's when he's measuring from the base. It's obviously like, <laughs> no. Um, no, Ferda, because, yeah, he didn't do anything really offensive here. He he does that thing where he, like, talks without moving his lips, <laughs> which drives me nuts. But, um, yeah, like, he seems like it's like one of those episodes where he's actually helping the Hicks. So I'm like, all right, good. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jim Dickens. You know, normally, yes, I know what I would say. Yes, and I'm gonna say it again because he's <laughs> he's obviously looking to get laid. So, all right, fuck. So, uh, <laughs> I've been with my wife since before Tinder became a thing. Uh, <laughs> do you swipe right or left for someone that you want to bone? Right. Right. It's right, right? Yeah. We're going to swipe yes. right on okay. uh, on uh, Dickens. Uh, yep. Dickens? My bad, yes. sorry. Dickens. But thank you for saying that, too, because I literally had to go, yeah. <laughs> I had to, like, pick up my imaginary phone. And, oh, yeah, it's that way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I literally have never used that app once. I've, I've never used Tinder either. Grinder, on the other hand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
No judgment. <laughs> no, no. I, I, LQBT is all right by me. Never had to use a dating app. My wife is wonderful. I love her very much. <laughs> um, Allie and Bianca. They didn't make me want to punch them in the face, so I say Ferda. Okay. I, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like you, dude. I mean, I I do not have any connections in this city to anything that's not illegal drugs. So maybe knowing them and being friends with them could come into could be um, advantageous. Mm. Yeah. So that's as far as I go with that. And sp- and going back to what we were saying about Mrs. Uh, McMurray, the belly thing that Bianca actually yes. has a belly. It's a little cute. Oh, she's a cute little belly. So yeah. Yeah, I love Letter Kenny uh, doing that. Which one's the tall one? Allie. Allie. Uh, put her in the zone. Uh, Bianca Ferda for this time. <laughs> I just, I, she, uh, Allie is uh, my, I my type. I, I just, I want to uh, worship an Amazon goddess. She's <laughs> taller than me. I get it. So, yeah. I get it. And finally, Glenn. <sighs> if I had all the things that Glenn wanted, <laughs> I would give them to him because he's just so cute sometimes. And is it? Is it hard? <laughs> Is it hard yet? All right, I'm putting them in the fuck. <laughs> yep. All Do right. it. I uh, I want to be closer to to Glenn. Thank <laughs> God. Uh, he'll put you in his tattered journal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all of them. All right. Oh, man. Um. So that's everything. Uh. End of show. Final thoughts. Anybody about the show? Well, we I'm do, excited. We, we for, do have a farewell where you can talk about okay, it. Okay, I'll do that then. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I think I said this last week. Like, I'm really starting to see why this season was um, so kind of beloved yeah. by Trevor and all of them. And uh, just each episode. Because this is almost like watching it again for the first time, because we are at the week. A few months ago, yeah. we got to a point where we had caught up with the with everything that had come out before we started doing the show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then so we didn't like when season eight, seven and eight came out, we watched seven and eight, but we didn't watch them 500 times because we watch each episode a whole bunch right before. So watching these episodes again, it's almost like watching for the first time. I'm, you know, seeing the jokes again for the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. and like enjoying them more with more context because we've really like dived into all of the things that are happening. And so I just, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, the rest of this season mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully uh, what month is this? It's June 1st June, when June we're 1st. recording this, hopefully a month or so from now we'll get some new stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get an announcement soon. So. Well, it was about a month before that they yeah. announced it last time. Yeah. So our fingers are all crossed. It's time. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kiso. <laughs> get off your keister, Kiso. Everybody go check Crave and Hulu right now. Do you see anything? Do you see anything? <laughs> what? Oh, no, no. Sorry. Ah, what? Damn oh, damn. Oh. Crave sounds like a porn site. Okay. <laughs> Take that, Canada. Okay. Hot takes from Dean. That's right. I mean, Hulu, I don't know what that sounds like at all. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything? Uh, I, um, I, 
uh, echo the same sentiments. Uh, I haven't watched this since uh, the day it debuted on Hulu and I pretty much mainlined it for <laughs> two days. Yep. And I mean, I could have did it in a day, but it took me two because I, you know, paced myself a little bit. <laughs> uh, if you call that pacing, but yep. uh, yeah, no, it's it, they, it, this season's this season felt like one of the original four before it kind of came to the States and they started like incorporating some more of more it after the first four seasons it felt a little bit like they were trying to incorporate some comedy they felt americans would enjoy because it was doing better i wasn't watching it for any of that i was watching it for what it was and i really enjoyed it for what it was it felt like after they did that season they did five and six and the americans were like hey we liked you the way you are they were like you know what screw it we're going back so and yeah. it feels like they nailed it this season. Absolutely, um, I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. I, yeah. I'm well, not. I mean, I'm when, not a Letterkenny historian. So. Yeah, I think <laughs> when I think we talked seven. to Trevor, he yeah. said that they were all really surprised when it took off in the U.S. That so they had not been expecting that at all. Yeah. So I, you know, it could very well be I, that they were like, oh, oh, wait, wait, nope, they liked us better. Keep let's yeah. go back. <laughs> I think I think Seven was kind of supposed to be an introduction to Americans, kind of catching them up on everything. Yeah. Uh, and, but I, I think that's kind of what irked a few, uh, a number of people. So it also could have been Hulu coming in with that money, trying to, you know, produce yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's how you ruin a show immediately. And thank God someone stepped their foot down and said, don't do that. And it's the way it is now because I, I adore the show very much. Uh, I love it for what it is. It makes me want to go to Canada yeah. among other reasons, making me want to go to Canada right now. But um, <laughs> uh, it makes me want to go there for like more than just like a visit to Toronto to go to the hockey hall of fame or something like that. Like yeah. I want to go see like parts of Vancouver. I want to go see parts of Ottawa. And like, I like it makes me feel like, there's a weird stigma, especially here in Texas, where Canada is like this whole other country. It is. I get that. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it's, a it's like a, this. Yeah, it's like yeah. crazy foreign there. Canada is it might as well just be like upper um, United States. Like we might as well be the same people. It's, yeah, they have different. We're, we're basically living in a duplex. Yes. <laughs> well, exactly. Being living in Washington and growing up here. Like yeah. Canada is three hours away. Mm-hmm. Like it's, so it's, it's never you do regularly. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like in, when I was a kid going up to Victoria for the weekend for high tea at the, at the um, Queen Mary was my mom and my, and I special thing that we would do every couple of years or so. And, you know, my awesome. I had family in Penticton and Kelowna and White Rock and yeah. on and on and on and on all over BC. So we were going up there every single summer, taking these like 10, 12 hour road trips to see like a cousin that I only saw in the summertime or an aunt mm-hmm. that was 500 years old or yeah. whatever. So yeah, Canada was like, that's where I go to see my family. It was never really like until I was 19 and then I could go drink, yeah. which I couldn't do here, mm. which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, like I've been to Canada three times, I think, but like in my visits to Canada, it's Niagara Falls because that's the thing you do when you're an American and you live in the Northeast. Yeah. And then one time my dad and I went on a, uh, we went on a uh, father son trip when I graduated college to go see all the pro sports hall of fames. And then we went and stayed in uh, Toronto and the Toronto surrounding area for a couple of days while we did that. So like, very cool. that's my, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's 
I I have a very fondness for Canada. I just don't get there because I'm in Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but you've been they, to parts of Canada I've never been to, and half my family is Canadian. Same. I've never done the touristy stuff because we had family that we went to go see. It wasn't like other than the Queen Mary, which was a special trip. That yeah. was that was it. Mm. So anytime we were going to Canada, it was to see somebody in my family. Yeah. Most of my travel was business. Right. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, next week uh, we've got uh, season eight, episode five, yard sale Saturday. Uh, our guest will be Chip Lehman from Totally Offsides cool. podcast. Uh, she's awesome, and she makes the most adorable uh, goaltender that you've ever seen. True story. <laughs> she, I think she's all of five foot two, maybe. Yep, yep. Little and, tiny, so cute. <laughs> and seeing her in front of the goal. Uh, I just, it, it makes me smile and she's awesome. And I've been on her show, uh, and I I'm excited for her to be here. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, so that's all show stuff. Um, um, everybody please stay safe. Uh, yes. we care about you all. Uh, we want to have you here again. Um, I know this is not easy f for many of you. Um, I don't think it's any easy for anybody. Um, some people just don't give a fuck. And sure. um, we, you know, we here will always care. Um, we, uh, you probably know, notice if you haven't already, <laughs> we are not conservative. No. We are very progressive. Uh, we, we care about helping people out. Uh, we will do everything we can. Um, you know, I just, go, yeah. I wouldn't ever call myself progressive. Actually, I would call okay. myself a, a raving leftist. Okay. Well, like, I, because I, progressive yeah. to me is mm. centrist to be progressive in today's government. Yeah. That means that you're like Obama. Well, yeah, and, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> my, my view of that is it's just centrist that, that is Democrat. Being a Democrat is not being a progressive. It's just being a centrist. Most Democrats uh, though think that they're progressive just I, because I, they're I, Democrats. I, yeah. I, but I, I, I'm just talking about reality. I know, yep. <laughs> they think okay. they are, they're not, uh, but, uh, being, being a progressive, I think is being a leftist. Um, uh, I, you know, it's being liberal, uh, where you, where you care about people. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not about businesses. Yes, we need businesses. Uh, but you know, it, the people are more important than that. Uh, we need to be, we need to care about our, our neighbors. Um, and you know, the, the, just because some, you may be so many people see somebody's, somebody's getting arrested by a cop doesn't mean it's just, um, and, uh, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not, you give both sides, uh, it's, it's not I, well, even just about that. Yeah. It's, I mean, but it's about got, applying, applying the law equally yeah. to everyone. And that's not yeah. happening right now. And right. that's what all of this is. Um, so I'm going to speak right now as yeah. a, uh, a black person right now, not just a black person, but I'm queer. I'm disabled. I blah, 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 blah. But as a black person, it is scary as shit just to walk out of my house right now. And I know a lot of other people in this country feel that way, too, in other parts of the world, too. I know in Canada they're having their own issues with <clears throat> police violence against uh, 
people of color and indigenous people up there. I know that in Australia, there is a huge issue with uh, police treatment of Aboriginals and other people of color. So this is not just a United States thing. And protests are popping up all over the world because mm-hmm. it's not just a United States thing. Exactly. And um, I can honestly say, again, speaking from the place of which I never, ever do. I never speak for black people. But speaking as a black person, I can't tell you how grateful I am for um, my white friends and family doing the work for me because right now I am not able to. I have to deal with the fear and anxiety of just being me right now. And I don't have the luxury of being able to deal with the people who hate me because of something that I can't control. And it's for us to fix anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, yeah, I just I want to thank you guys out there. Um, a lot of people actually have reached out to me and to see how I'm doing. We're OK. <clears throat> we are safe. We've got a house that's in the suburbs, essentially, even though all every store in our neighborhood has been closed for a few hours today because they're afraid of rioting and looting. Um, we are OK. We will continue to be OK because at this point we're not going anywhere. Um, but if you have to, if you have to leave your house, just be careful and be aware. And if you see anything happening with somebody, especially if that person is marginalized in any way, just keep an eye. Even if the, uh, like, say the police are doing something that they should be doing and doing it in the appropriate way, just keep an eye because I firmly believe in the ACAB. Uh, thought because if you work for a institution that props up racism and sexism and homophobia and et cetera, et cetera, you benefit from that culture and you are choosing to be there. I don't care if you are black or brown or whatever. If you're a cop, I cannot trust you because cops in general have not shown that to me. Yeah. So, um, so just be aware that the, the black and brown people in your life are probably feeling very similar to how I'm feeling. And we don't necessarily talk about it because it can come out as angry. It can come out as whiny. It can come out as being scared. But what it really is, is we are tired. We are exhausted of seeing people that look like us die every single day. So be safe If you're out there protesting, remember to wear goggles and a mask, not just for your protection from uh, pepper spray, but also protecting anyone around you if you happen to be asymptomatic because there is still a fucking plague going on. Um, Wear gloves, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Remember, if you're you're out there on the streets right now, whatever it is that you are doing, you aren't going to know if you got sick for the next couple of weeks too. So keep that in mind. There are so many things, so much more that you have to think about right now because the world is not what it was three months ago. Um, And if you're out there only to agitate, cause harm, um, while in some cases I will fully support you because anarchy, you know what? I I have a, a huge problem with the government and anarchy is one way to deal with that. But right now, it's not the time. Um... Yeah, let let this be about what it needs to be about. Let this be about police brutality. I know that 
I, I will never blame anybody who riots or loots or anything like that because that that's not my choice. That's not my judgment. That's not my life. But being involved in stuff like that, you're putting yourself in danger. You're putting others in danger. Just be careful. You know, just, I don't know what else to say other than I worry about everyone because I'm a overwhelmingly empathetic, empathetic to people. <laughs> so let's just, just remember that this is about trying to make progress. Yeah. Um, I, yes, this is, this is an angry time and that's fine. Uh, but in the, the end result that we all want is progress. We want the right thing done. And, uh, and you know, know that you matter as our, as our friend, uh, Kate, over at ignorance was bliss podcast. You matter. Um, you, uh, your, your presence here matters to somebody. Uh, and just know that you need to take care of yourself for, for those folks. Um, and, uh, and we love you. That's, uh, we, we care. And, and if you, uh, if you need somebody to talk to, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you don't have somebody, let us know. Send us a, shoot us an email or whatever you need to do. We'll, we'll be, we'll be on, uh, on the social medias and all that stuff. We, uh, you know, if you've listened to us any time at all, we, we, we are thoughtful. We care. We, uh, you know, unless, unless you're a fascist asshole, we, we don't judge you. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, if, if you don't feel the same, we do, that's fine. You don't have to, but yep. you need to respect the way that we feel. Yeah. Um, you need to respect the way that other people feel. And if you're yelling over uh, voices of people of color, you're not doing allyship correctly. Yeah. Um, amplify the voices of people of color around you. Um, shop at Black-owned businesses. And don't forget your Asian community that's been suffering because of the virus that's been going around. Be um, Speak with your dollars. We always constantly are talking about how this is a capitalistic society. Well, speak with your dollars. Don't spend your money at places like Amazon and Target. Spend it at the small businesses in your community, especially Black-owned and people of color-owned businesses, because those are the ones that are not getting federal funding, federal, federal loans. Those are the ones that are fighting to stay alive during the, ep the epidemic that we're having right now, not to mention whatever else might happen, be happening in the world. Um, so yeah, it's, it really is, honestly, it just boils down to, it's up to us to take care of each other. The, the police are not there for us. They are there for property. So stay with your friends, be safe, watch everyone else's back, keep your camera rolling um, if you are at a protest and there are cops around, keep an eye on them because they are instigating fights. They are escalating. They are doing things that eventually might be considered war crimes if this turns into a civil war. Just bottom line, be safe. And if you want to protest but you can't, it's okay. You have other ways of contributing to this. Just like I can't be out there marching because I physically cannot do it anymore. I wouldn't be able to get away if the cops started hurting everybody, which is what's happening in Seattle right now, downtown. Um, I just. Wanting a revolution, but not wanting it to be bloody is a really difficult place to live. And that's where I'm living right now. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening. <laughs> just. Be wary, take care of yourself, love your people, and uh, know that we're going to be here for you if you need us. 
uh, and try Reach to be po- try to, uh, try try to be positive about what's going to happen. So because that's it, that's the best way to get through this right now. Be positive. Help your folks who who are actually going out there and doing the fighting because they they care in their way. You care in yours. I'll care in mine. We we're and we're going to be here. So. And if you want any tips from a, a former always at protests and, <laughs> you know, someone who survived WTO in 99 and, and a whole bunch of other things in Seattle, you know, I, I picked up a few things over the years and uh, would love to have a conversation with you if you need it. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, Jake, thanks for being here. Thanks, uh, no problem. And uh, we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Come on down to the rodeo, come on down to the rodeo, come on down to the rodeo, watch those fuckers ride. Going on down to the rodeo, come on down to the rodeo, come on down to the rodeo, watch those fuckers ride. Bucking, 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 bucking as they ride. Hey folks, thanks for listening to this episode of How Are You Now? Uh, big thanks to uh, Jake from uh, Jake Whitco from. Uh, uh, from wrestle wrestlethon uh and yeah my brain's still not right but uh <laughs> and thanks to monkey shorts for the music you can check them out at monkeyshorts.com they're also on facebook and they're on spotify if you want to you can uh check out the how are you now uh podcast spotify playlist uh on spotify uh we've got lots of fun stuff on there and you should check us out um and we'll see you again next week for uh, episode five, uh, which is, uh, and I know I had it written down, uh, uh, Yard Sale Saturday. And our guest, uh, as I said, Chip Lehman from Totally Offsides Podcast. Guys, take care of yourself. We care. We love you. Take it easy. Going to the rodeo, watch them ride. 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 Going to the rodeo.